We're back. We're back at it again. Another week, another time, another episode of the Houston Round Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. As you see on the screen there, or when you listen later on iHeart, Apple, or Spotify, joining me is Andy Yanez from the Community Impact Newspaper and Paul Samajema and James Mueller from Daily Cougar. James, you first. How are you today? Doing well. How about yourself, Chris? Doing great. Andy, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Let's get into it. Let's talk. I mean, it seems like what we how the slant of the show goes. It's not intentional, but that's that's how it works out. Let's discuss some UH news. Andy, James, I'm really honored and thrilled to know you guys, to know that that I am on a show with two guys who have $10 million to to uh, contribute to the UH Athletics Football Fund. Thank you very much for doing that. So <clears throat> oh, it's an honor James. to have you on the show. So thank you very much. And we're going to bring him in and let Will know um, as well. Mr. Gibson, did you realize that we were we were colleagues of two men who, who have a combined $10 million to spare to donate to University of Houston Athletics? I wondered who that was, man. And now that confirms my thought. Yeah. Well, hmm. Uh, James. Yeah, since uh, James technically isn't an alumni yet, I guess, you know, I just have to step in, you know, after all Tillman Fertitta is done. Yeah. So everyone, you know, we, we, we thank you and we salute you. We commend you. But it shows you how much how much pull James has, not even as an alum yet. <laughs> he said, you know what? I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be an alum soon enough. I'm going to go ahead and drop this bag off anonymously to contribute to football to show my support. So that's what he did. So, James, thank you very much. You know, but in all seriousness, an anonymous uh, what's a, hu- a husband and wife, right? Isn't a couple married two people? I think is that right? Well, we know that much. I don't think they specified. Specify. They just said an anonymous ten million dollar gift. They've touted about the gift. They thank you that the, they trust the university with that much money, and that's pretty much all I've heard. Because I, I think you know, oh, I might be minute. wrong. Go ahead, Will. It, is it all you heard or is all you allowed them to release? Well, well that's what they released in the Yeah, that's what they released. Uh, in the release. But in, now, in, I mean, no, Andy, is that all you allowed them to release? Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you got to keep, you keep your name on the <laughs> Yeah. Andy um, wanted to break it on folks talking sports to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they kind of jumped the gun a little bit. We wanted to announce it here, but they just went ahead and did it, you know, they got the money and said, hey, why not? You know, Chris and Andy James, they won't care. But, uh, you know, but I want to say President Couture in the video clip that last I saw was unlisted on YouTube. I think she referenced it. And I could be wrong that it was two people. Maybe I'm just putting that in there, you know. But anyway, it's $10 million toward the 150 uh, for Houston Rise, the, the, the campaign to... First things first, go go toward the construction of the football specific development center. And I think you guys told me that um, this this upcoming upcoming week or in the near future, some more donation announcements are forthcoming. Is that correct? And I'd be at 10 million, not large 10 million, but I think more will be announced. James, have you heard that? I've heard something similar. I haven't like gotten a confirmed thing, but I've heard that like there will be more donation stuff. Um, like 
that they'll reveal. I don't. I doubt it's higher than ten mil, but we'll see. Maybe someone. Yeah, I hadn't heard. I haven't heard too much along those lines, but I'd I'd hope that they they start releasing more information soon. And I really I really wish they had like a updated tracker to see how much they've been able to fundraise over the course of. I guess it's it's getting close to a month now with the Houston Rise program. Like a like a a thermometer chart kind of thing, you know, to track. Yeah, you know, yeah, that gets people uh, motivated. I think the closer they see that that number go up, you know, another idea presented here from folks talking sports, just giving you all these ideas. You know, this free because consultation. Now, now we know that they have at least an eleven million with the the ten million that was donated and the one million that Dana Hogerson pledged at the beginning so that's, that's pretty much it and their goal is 150 150 so. and and well you know feel free we take uh contributions from outsiders you don't have to be <laughs> a, a houston um alum you have ties to the city of houston so you can feel free to if you want to uh dip in a million here a million there feel free to uh just okay. steer some of the buckeye money you know to us poor folks here at houston if you want to do that there you go let's, let's develop a collective you know all right you know, just saying. We, you know, collectives, they are being um, put together with UH people involved. So, you know, I don't know all, all the details about that, but it's being worked on. So I'm glad to say that, you know, a uh, little slow, but hey, slow and steady sometimes is, is the best way to go. But I, I think, because isn't there another part of... Mr. Giannis, you had an interview recently on Paul Slamma Jamma with a guy. Uh, let's talk about that with the brand. How, how, what is the name of the company? Brand R? Brand or Group? The Brander Group. The Brander, Brander Group. group. Uh, yeah, and I got to interview, and I, I ended up butchering his last name. I believe it was Paul Poggy, and he's like um, kind of um, affiliated with the co- collegiate side of the company and, and really kind of the deal that they've ended up doing with the University of Houston. and. Shameless plug. Be, for, be sure to check out that interview at Clear City Control Room YouTube channel, Pod Simon Jam's latest episode. <laughs> but he did say how really it's going to be a lot of um, licensing deals. So now partnering and it's completely voluntary for the student athletes. If they choose to opt in, um, it wouldn't hinder them from being able to enter into their own individual NIL deals or anything else that, that might end up coming forward on the horizon but essentially it's going to be a good opportunity where they have a whole bunch of partnerships with a lot of different companies that are in like when it comes to actual team jerseys with obviously the houston cougars um logo in the front in the back you have the actual athletes names which uh james i know you can tout this from just the campus bookstores across campus there's there's at least when i was there there was always those uh, jerseys where it's like, you know, generic. They have a 34 men's basketball jersey, but it's just 34 in the back. It's empty. Now you would start seeing a lot of, you know, athletes' actual names. And, and it's not just, you know, for football. It's not just for men's basketball. It's supposed to be for across the entire athletics department. And um, I believe he said if, if a certain company wants to work with a specific uh, team, like say they want to, you know, partner with the football team, they have to choose a specific amount of players from the team so they can actually go ahead and do the deal and it's just a way for for the athletes to be able to profit off their uh name with with such like cool licensing deals uh more or less well you might get a kick out of this the partnership arrangement that houston has with brander is similar to what north carolina and bubba cunningham created they were Mm -hmm. one of the first people 
to, the to, Brander uh, Group. It's actually yeah. affiliated with, uh, or that's where they got their roots from. That that program, he he hinted at it. So very similar. So yeah, well, you know, see, you, you love the Tar Heels. You know, I hate the Tar Heels, but see, I can give credit where it's due. So I just wanted <laughs> to acknowledge that, you know, here on the air publicly, that I am giving your your, you know, fandom some some appreciation. Okay. Tar Heel basketball, just to clarify for my Buckeye people, Tar Heel basketball. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't want to get uh, get you in trouble with with uh, Buckeye Nation up there. So, thank you. Well, how many days yep. till uh, the first football game for the Buckeyes? Ah, September third. What's the home countdown? opener against Notre Dame? Home opener that's... against Notre Dame. Let's see. I was I'm focused on Big Ten media days this week, so oh, I'm okay. Focus yeah. on the countdown. Forty-one days. I think it's six weeks, yeah, because I saw forty-one that. days, exactly yeah. the same as uh, UH. Yep. 40, okay, so which, which Twitter account has posted that? Andy, has UH posted that countdown? No, I have the date memorized because we're doing our own countdown. Um, but let me let me check before I say. I know they have G-G. not. <laughs> they haven't. Uh, because Will, was it last week, guys? It was last. It, it seemed like, yeah, UH football, football, the football Twitter account, right? Yeah. They they launched the 50-day countdown on Twitter. The official UH account. The official UH oh, account. Oh, excuse me. Okay. There we go. The official UH 50 account. 50 days. That was the last one they did, 50 days at the 50-day mark. But that was days after Folks Talking Sports suggested doing a countdown. <laughs> so James and Andy believe that somebody over there is watching the show and, you know, Taking some suggestions or, or things of that sort from FTS and and putting them into practice. So you're welcome. So <laughs> so, so did he say it was a 50 day countdown, but nothing updated since? Is that right? Um, did I hear that right? That's the last at the very least. That's the last time the UH football Twitter account retweeted them. But let me let me make sure and yeah, go into yeah. because they they have gotten better. Yeah, but you know. You gotta start somewhere, Will. Let's. I mean, I'll just put it like that. So, yeah, they haven't. Forward. They haven't posted an update since. So, fifty days, and like I said, we're at forty-one. Because a lot of the big-time programs around the country have been doing like you know ten Saturdays till. Yeah, we have. Ohio State's been doing that. Yeah, you know, I mean, whatever, and it's like every Saturday. Um, I guess fifty makes sense, but like it's kind of odd. Just to, are you gonna go fifty and like twenty-five? Like, I like the Saturdays thing better. It, it just, I mean, do it with the countdown of the jersey number of a current player. If you have, you know, like a 49 or 48 or 45 or, you know, that kind of thing. I'm looking at a, the UH Athletics Twitter account from two days ago, guys, gentlemen. And they have a tweet tagging the UH women's basketball account to renew or, or purchase season tickets. Huh. Mm. Exactly. Didn't know about that. <laughs> huh. Okay, but yeah, so let's talk about Ooh, and that actually that sounds like that's like a pretty good deal that they have. If you renew your season tickets, you get entered into a draw to to possibly get an exclusive tour of the Guy V. Lewis Development Center and get some other type of merch as well. You're getting a pregame sideline experience. So hey, that's actually pretty cool. So I'm gonna ask you two guys, you two. Did y'all get an email about that? I don't. Maybe I. No, I. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Let me, let me check. Did you hear that, Mr. Gibson? 
I did hear that. UH Women's Basketball has a drawing with some pretty good prizes if you renew or purchase season tickets. Yet, there has not been a press release, apparently, since. What day was that announced? Twitter two days ago. So, Friday? So, Friday. Uh, no, yeah, I don't see any email in mine, and I typically get all the women's basketball like updates. I mean, they don't do it as much as other sports, but I get like all the random ones, and I'll send them to you sometimes, Chris. So, yeah, I didn't yeah. Yeah, Sam, I haven't got received well, anything. Mr. Gibson, what are your thoughts on that as someone from the Ohio State University and the lack that, of uh, acknowledgement? Go ahead. Of a contest? That's something, a, a drawing, you know, involving one of your programs, your athletic programs. Honestly, that, that's... For media, I don't know that the media would really, really be concerned with that. Honestly, here, um, yeah, that's like you said for the fans that renew their season tickets. Yeah, that's cool. But as far as the press release, so would I be offended or upset by that? No, that's a fair point. But you guys have fans come to your women's sporting events. I was gotcha. gonna ask, was it just renew? Because like, if it's just renew, what maybe two hundred season ticket holders? Oh, well, I mean, that might be, might be high, 200. <laughs> Who knows? But, I mean, it's, it's on the UH Athletics. Uh, no, they, did, they did have a press release June 20th when they announced uh, the ticket renewals will be available that Monday um, ahead of June 20th. And it's just a very basic two-graph um, press release where they say that renewal, uh, the option to be able to renew season tickets goes live that following Monday. Um, and then they do mention it in the second graph. Tickets purchased will eligible for well, that. That was probably a typo. Will be eligible for prizes to be announced next month. And that was June twentieth. That was it. So they did have a news release on it. It was just very, very. It, it was kind of shooned in there. And then right. that, that's gonna, it. I'm going to put this up there for one of our audience members. UH is going to start sending out tweets saying, "Quote: Twelve months until we are in a real conference." And start caring, end quote. They're already late on that. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that's true because we're almost 11, 11 months away from the July 1st, 2023. Follow up from D Skills H Town with another comment. Thank you for tuning in on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. You just don't think they pay marketing people enough to care enough to do things. Well, no argument from me on that. Uh, I won't get anybody to go on the record about the uh, lack of pay, staffing, and, and the issues over there in marketing and, and in, in the sports, inf sports info department. But yeah, we've seen it firsthand and some of the issues we heard about, some of the, the horror stories of working. I mean, it's really sports information for a lot of programs across the country that aren't big time athletic programs, well-funded programs, long hours, and little pay. So, you know, it's issues and programs on UH level, and it's worse going down to Southland Conference schools, SWAC schools. You know, it's, it's just you may have one person covering five teams, you know, for university. So they're doing work with five different people 
and getting paid half a person's salary, you know, that, that kind of issue. So it's a problem. Sports information has the importance of it and the pay has diminished from going back when I uh, first started doing this stuff 30 years ago. So what are you going to say, Well, I got something off your chest. Uh, yeah, no, it was just, um, I guess it's a, a couple things. Uh, the law of the lid, I mean, the, the, the leadership in that area. Because, uh, again, uh, this is, I only know where I am, and this is Ohio State. Um, the SID department, the program is, I mean, these, these, these kids are go-getters. They want it because they know, one, they're covering the Big Ten. They're covering a, a, a national program. But it's where they take them. Prime example, a guy, um, I, I can call him a friend. I don't, I don't think I'm on a term calling him a friend. Uh, Pat Chun. Pat Chun was, uh, worked in the SID department when I was in school. We were in school together. Uh, Pat started out as an intern as he was going to school. Worked his way up. Got a paid position once he graduated. Long story short, Pat Chun is now the, the athletic director of Washington State. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the pay, okay. I mean, I, I remember vividly in uh, J school when I was at Ohio State, uh, Professor Strutt told us, like, look, your first job, you're going to be on food stamps. You're going to be $9,000 a year. You're going to make food stamps. So is are you going to take that comment and take it to heart and say, well, I don't want to do this now? Or are you going to say, you know what? This is what I want to do. I got to grind to get where I want to be. Yeah, it's a start, but where do I want to end? So, I don't know. That's just me personally. Yeah, but it's still a a, a means to an end. See, so you well, you have the you have the old school mentality. Yeah, and and I respect that because I can relate to it. But you know, in UH's case, uh, David Bassetti. is David still with the Fal- the Falcons? I think so. So he he worked at UH. Uh, head of sports information and not working with the Falcons as head of media. So that's, was that, is that 10 years or less? So it hasn't been that long, but it's been a while, but it's, it's, it, it could be generational that yeah. young people now don't want a, a job of 10 grand or less as their first job out of college. And they expect more pay to do sports information. Hey, that could be, you know, could be, uh, you know, I, hey, 1997, 98, when I was at UH covering the sport, <laughs> I was there 12, 1 o'clock in the morning sometimes, you know, rice or whatever it was to, to do, you know, do those kind of things. But it's, it's tough nowadays to, to get that. So it could be a generational thing. I'm not going to put these guys on the spot for, for that. I don't know <laughs> if James wants to, to uh, be – in, in sports information once he leaves UH or if he has higher aspirations or if he wants to work for the Chronicle or or the Athletic or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it is noticeable, and I'm not sure uh, that UH has hired someone yet for the sports information department job for women's basketball. And I think what track and field was part of the, the team's for that new position, because that, that position is not open. The former SID for women's hoops is now the second assistant for football. So they're trying to do staff more folks with football, but now they got a field position for women's basketball and sports information. So we shall see how that all plays out. 
that right there, that right there, you said they're looking for uh, someone to work sports information for track, right? Track and women's basketball, yes. That right there, I'm just going to focus on track. The opportunity to work with, what, nine-time Olympic gold medalist Carl Lewis? To put that on my resume, I was the sports information person for nine-time Olympic gold medalist Carl Lewis. But Will, we know Carl Lewis. How many folks James and Andy's uh, age know Carl Lewis? Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so that, right. that could be, you know, generational again. I mean, we, we're, we're of the same generation, so maybe that's that part of it. You know, who knows? I, make, I don't know. You're making me sound like get off my lawn guy, and I don't, <laughs> I'm trying not to be him. <laughs> well, I really am. I don't, want, I don't want to put those words in your mouth. I am that guy. I am yeah. the get off you know, my lawn guy. That's why I'm thankful that Andy and James, the youngsters, uh, keep me in line and, and do more things with technology, you know, going forward, do stuff that I didn't even think about doing, didn't know it was possible with some technology. And we're going to see one of those examples in a few minutes with a, a, a commercial that Mr. Yanni has created and put together in like no time. <laughs> so, but we'll see. All right, let's see. Um, Big 10 Media Day. Mr. Gibson, mm-hmm. that's this week coming up? Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's a yes, two-day event, okay? So same uh, number of days as Big 12 Media Day, half the number of days as the SEC Football Media Day, twice as much as the American. Uh, and it's going to be in person, correct, Will? Yep, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. In person. And the Americans are still going to be virtual, but we digress because after this one, we won't have to care. <laughs> your age will be in the Big 12, hopefully. But Will, are you going to ask? Are you going to be there, be able to attend? No, no, I won't be in person this year. I have some uh, other things here in town I need to attend, but I will be uh, tuning in virtually. Ryan Day speaks uh, Wednesday at twelve thirty. And so. we haven't had a chance to talk to you uh, since y'all post UCLA and USC from the Pac-12. You know, to get more specifics on it. Hey, so, they run, they run our line. Don't don't hit us. They run our line. I'm just saying. So, Andy, James, <laughs> Will, y'all have any any rumors to discuss? What do you? Let me ask. Get your take on this, uh, Will. Mm-hmm. The and get your thought on it. In your opinion, does a merger of the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve make sense to you? It does, without question. Easily makes for, perfect sense for who? For 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 okay, for Colorado, for Washington State, the aforementioned Washington State. Because what happens to those schools? Colorado joined the the Pac-12 specifically for the connection to Los Angeles, out west. They were in the Big Twelve. They didn't see a fit. Nebraska left to come to the Big Ten, but they didn't see a fit in the Big 12 anymore, so they went to the Pac-12 specifically for the L.A. market, and now that's gone. So what happens to Colorado? What happens to Washington State? Oregon State? James, you care to retort? I don't think it makes sense for most of the current Big 12 schools because their pay cut's going to go down if you add all of them, if you like look at the numbers. I think it makes sense to add two to four, but um, I, I get your point, and I agree uh, with some of these smaller schools. Uh, joining the Big 12 would be advan- 
advantageous for them, but for the conference overall, and especially for schools that have been in there for a while, I don't think they want to have this merger because then their piece of the pie is going to be uh, shrunk down a little bit. And see, Will, that, that, that was our logic behind it. If, if there's like a full-on merger, say you got 20, 20 teams, not 22, so we're going to exclude Oregon State and Washington State. So 20, let's cap it at 20. Mm-hmm. In order to maintain the ideal scenario, maintain mm-hmm. the $42 million, uh, cut that each Big 12 school currently is getting, that's $840 million per year. Mm-hmm. Well, who's going who's to pay that? It's not going to be ESPN. It's not going to be Fox. Who's, who's going to pay $840 million for, a, for the Biggie Pock conference? <laughs> the Peapock. That's the Biggie Pock. Wow. I, had, I like that. The Biggie Pock. I, yeah. I did too. It's a couple of things I wanted to say. Yeah, I'll leave that there. Um, yeah. Um, but, okay, so I would, I, would, I would retort with this. Okay, you have a piece of a pie now. Are you willing to say out of spite? If I can't have the whole piece of pie, I don't want anything. Because that's what's about to happen. That's what's about to happen. Yeah. No, I would say that that's a great point. I think if going back to that merger talk with the Pac-12 and the Big 12, I think, and this has been the debate, I think the Pac-12 is the, the conference that will benefit tremendously from it because something and something that I got brought up that I saw Online is a great point, and it's going to be a 2024 problem. You know, I'd be curious to see what these TV negotiations look like for the current Pac-10 minus UCLA, USC, because when those schools head for the Big Ten, uh, they're going to be competing against UCLA and USC when it comes to the 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m. kickoff slot. And, uh, I mean, no offense to, well, I guess Oregon's that brand, but you look at some of the other schools, uh, Cal, Stanford, they can't compete with you know, the UCLA and USC's um, when it comes to head-to-head. And I think you know, that they're the ones that are going to benefit tremendously much more than the Big 12. And I'm curious to see what those deals actually look like for them um, now that they've entered in officially into the TV negotiation aspects of it. I, I would say this, and you kind of mentioned it, um, to all those in the Pac-12 that are thumbing their nose, or I'm sorry, in the Big 12 that are thumbing their nose at the remaining Pac-12 teams. Does anyone know the most famous, I would call it the most famous, alum of the University of Oregon? Most famous or the the wealthiest? Okay, let's say the wealthiest. Yeah, Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. Yep. Oregon. Knight. Mm -hmm. Mr. Knight of Nike. So for all those in the Big 12 that say, oh, we don't know people, Phil Knight is bringing Nike money. So that forty-two million that you're concerned about, Bill Knight has that in the console of his Maybach or the Ghost. See, see that that no, is Oregon. what I what I what I you know toss out there is if if Phil Knight goes to commissioner, you know, officially uh, starting on August first, Phil Commissioner Brett Yormark, and if he says, I will make up the, the balance, make up the difference, you know, for, I mean, he's not made of money. He's going to end at some point, you know, for five years, whatever it is. He might you know. be. 
you know, whatever. I mean, just, you know, for I, I know, I know, I know. Because I don't believe any of these current schools want to be stuck with like the ACC with some long ass deal. So, you know, six years tops, five to six years tops with this new media rights deal. If Bill Knight says, yeah, Brett, your mark, me and my people, we're going to put the, put the, put it together a package. <clears throat> it's not going to be Big Ten, SEC, 100 million, but it's going to be 75 million per school. Hell yeah, we do that. <laughs> okay. But is Phil not going to do that? that? That's where I'm saying it doesn't seem likely. He's still holding out hope for getting a Big Ten invite, which, you know, seems like it's going to go to Stanford and Notre Dame in, in, in that scenario. So that's not going to happen. But my biggest issue with a complete full on merger of the two conferences uh, is the payout. If they got NBC, CBS, and a, you know, a total TV package, a media rights package, Apple, Amazon, whatever. And the money combined, ideally, is $50 million per school. So that's a billion dollars if you're going 20 for you know, a full Biggie Pock conference. Okay. But less than if, if any of the negotiations and the, they're talking about, well, you know, 20 schools, we can only give you $30 million per school. No. No, thank you. That doesn't make sense. Now, if the Big 12 says, Brett, your mark and the people say, okay, NBC, ESPN, and CBS combined will give us 50 million if we add Utah and Arizona and not anybody else, then that's what they got to do. You know, that, that's my logic on it because it's survival of the fittest. One issue. I think we all agree on that at some point in the future, there's going to be another conference of 20, 20, 20 schools. So why not just be proactive and get to 20 right now? But no school, you know, especially the current Big 12, you want to take how much of a pay cut? To add Cal? What are they? What are they? What are they doing? You know, why do we want to do that? So no, that that's what my issue is, for my logic on that. That makes sense, sir. I feel you. That makes sense. That makes sense. But I'll bet. Let me circle back to something you just said. Stanford and Notre Dame. Don't don't hold, hold don't hold your breath on that Notre Dame to the big. Oh no. To be no, 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 mama. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. I know. It, but there's 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 reasons behind that. Um, Again, you got me sounding like the old guy tonight, but mm-hmm. go go back to 1993. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh 1993. Okay. okay. Um, there was a deal to expand the Big Ten to 12 teams. Penn State, who joined in 1993, the second team at the 12th hour. When I say the 12th hour, I mean the 12th hour. The 12th hour, 59th minute. 59th, second, 99 hundredths of a second. The 12th hour. It was real close, they, huh? <laughs> real close. Real close. They backed out. So for years, the Big Ten had to catch the joke. The Big 11, oh, they're the Big 11. Now they're the Big 14. Soon to be the Big 16, but I digress. They were the Big 11. That 12th team was Notre Dame. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get a second, second bite of the apple. Now, and on top of that, for all the prestige and all of the 
talk of the 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 quality education. I'm sure there's a quality education at the University of Notre Dame. I'm sure there is. But for the pomp and circumstance that Notre Dame is this elite academic institution, and it is. The Big Ten has 14, soon to be 16 schools. 15 of the 16 schools are AAU schools, Association of American Universities. Nebraska is the only one that's not. Notre Dame is not a AAU school. Right. It's not an association of athletic universities. That's big. So people that want to look at all oh, the football, the football, the football, if they're not an AAU school, and this is I the irony is funny to me that they're this elite academic institution, but they're not an AAU school. That's gonna carry a lot of weight in the Big Ten with the presidents and the chancellors. So uh, on top of them standing up the Big Ten in '93, don't don't count on that. And and I go back to it, and, and it's, when I'm done with this, Andy, would you play the, your your commercial clip? But I go back to it. I said it in a previous show. President Couture of Houston, one of her ultimate goals is for UAs to become a member of AAU. And one of her, it's been a while since she said it, you know, five, 10 years ago, but she said that she would love for UAs to be a member of the Big Ten. They become an AAU school, AAU member. Well, hey, we could be doing it. may take five, 10 years, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's one of her goals. It's not just, you know, that's not because of the Big Ten. Sure. Because of sure. the prestige, the academic prestige that mm -hmm. goes along with it and membership. Mm -hmm. James, wherever he's working, five, 10 years from now. Andy, wherever he's working, me pushing 60, could be going to a Big 12 Football Media Day with UH as a member. Okay, if that happens, I'm just I'm putting it out there. That's well into the future. But if that does happen, just, just remember what Mr. Gibson said and what I said about Houston University of Houston as in becoming an AAU school. Okay, Miss Yanez, if you don't mind, sir, for the folks who have not seen it, and I think Mr. Gibson may be one of those as well. Show you, show you, show you commercial, sir. Put, put it on the screen. You're watching folks talking sports. Don't go anywhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural Let's Rage Cougs, and let, let's see how this goes. Literally, our program in a nutshell, just being relentless, not giving up. Culture! Culture! <laughs> like joining us on the show, Chris Garner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Joining us from the stream, Sean, welcome to the show. Can you... Uh, what's good, y'all? Hey, say what's good to say what's good to the folks, man. What's up, fellas? That you would set up a perfect path for this. Just... One of those nights, man, Reggie was great. Big video on Kelvin Jackson. It was a good run. We will be back to football season. We thank you all that joined us. And okay. I can't wait for the more polished version. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate it. And he's got a second one coming out. Next week, August first. Yep, August first. Every two weeks. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, Let's Rage Cook post game show. So if you haven't done so already, be sure. That's why I said I have it memorized. Forty one days until the return of Let's Rage Cook's immediate immediately following 
uh, the University of Houston taking on UTSA in San Antonio. Mr. Gibson, youngsters, we're in good hands, man. Youngsters in technology, we're, we're going to be oh, okay. Without question. Without so, question. Kudos to, to Andy for putting that together. And James, uh, how close are you to the, uh, the fall package for students from the Daily Cougar? Uh, we spent all day in the office yesterday, so we sent it in uh, oh, wow. last night at like 6-something, so it will be going out pretty soon. Most of the articles have now been published online um, in the past week, um, so yeah. And that, that's the one where the freshmen get them in the mail, correct? Yeah, they, they, they it's called the first four. They mail it out to – I don't know if they mail it out to every freshman, but I think like most of them, um, if not all, yeah. Is that new? Because I'm going back to my It's been around grade. since I, I've been there. Yeah. I don't remember getting anything in the mail from Daily Cougar. So, Will it get at me? the very least, 2019, because <laughs> I didn't get nothing whenever I was a freshman, but I think 2019 okay. is when they started it, because it was a thing when I was there. Okay. Just, just hey, see another old man get off my lawn you know, moment right there. I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember that you know, eons ago when I was 18 years old and going right. to the University of Houston. But and it, it's cool because I, I remember the one we did. It's like a full magazine, and I, I should have. Yeah. I'm gonna dig it up and see if I can find the one we did when I was there. But it's like it's pretty good. It's pretty uh good uh quality. It's like a brand magazine. Like you said, people are getting them in the mail directly. It's like your big first intro to the University of Houston. So it's a pretty cool concept. Very good, very good. Salute to both of you. Going to go back to Mr. Gibson. Mm-hmm. Any updates on? Uh, your Cleveland Browns starting quarterback? Uh, reported to camp Friday. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, quarterbacks, rookies, and veterans recovering from injury reported to camp on Friday. Um, rest of the team reports on Tuesday first. Full training camp practices Wednesday. And when will uh, be the first media session? I believe it's Thursday. I had that up as well. I believe it's Thursday. Because I think the Texans, the timeline, maybe toward the end of this coming week, is it's about about that timeline. And, and uh, A.D. Morrow will be covering the Texans for his show, The Ad Max Corner. You can catch that as part of the Houston Round Bar Review as well. Got a playlist for him on the, this channel also. So we're doing football as well. I'd love to get somebody to discuss some boxing. Uh, going forward, I'm waiting for the Terrence Crawford uh, uh, Spence fight to get finalized before we go into that, and maybe that's going to happen in November. But that's that's it's downline Errol Spence. Select players and coach Kevin Stefanski is actually Wednesday. And you don't believe that any of those select oh. players will be Deshaun Watson, huh? <laughs> Without question, no. Without question, no. Well, I, I guess, you know, we're still kind of where, where we were. When did we discuss it? Like a month ago where um, the rumors oh. are all over the place in circulation. I, now, the last time I saw it, said that they were bracing for eight games. Yeah, um, no one knows. Uh, let me see. Um, you see this? Can you see it? Yeah. I just threw it against the wall, see if it's stuck. No <laughs> one knows. <laughs> No one knows. I mean, yeah. um, we're, we're, we're at the point where uh, I use this uh, Friday, uh, Chris, with uh, AJ. We're waiting for the white smoke to mm. emanate from this, the roof. 
Yeah, that's 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 where we are right now. Judge Sue L. Robinson. Uh, people up here officially call her Sue L. Um, she's still reviewing, and she's on her timeline. She's not concerned with training camp starting. She's not concerned with the season. She's going to make her decision when she makes her decision. I thought, and it still could be another Friday, but the the, the infamous Friday four thirty media dump that they yeah. get it out, and but. That came and went. That didn't happen this Friday. Could it happen this Friday? Possibly. But no one knows. No one knows. Andy, um, I think I think it was you who shared me well, both the news to me today for both uh, players. Uh, first, Marcus Sasser is going to be part of something pretty, I think, yeah, pretty that's special. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so just add to it. Add, Talk about what you know, what you just saw earlier today about involving Marcus Sasser and Mr. Gibson, Dame Lillard. No. Yeah. Um, so I believe it was today that they announced that Marcus Sasser is going to be part of um, it. It's kind of a camp, but they, they don't want to call it a camp. It's called Formula Zero. So it's essentially a program where it's invite only and it's going to be. 40 individuals it's going to be 20 high school students 20 college players and um like he, like uh, chris said damian lillard's really going to be like the one overseeing everything i'm just being able to see the the video they put out and kind of like the the build that they've had for that they're focusing on not just basketball but they're focusing on a whole bunch of things from leadership standpoints and just overall really helping uh those 40 individuals like grow um, obviously, of course, on the basketball court, but in a whole bunch of different aspects. And it, it seems like a pretty cool opportunity because in the video, like Damian Lillard talked about, a lot of the people that kind of helped him uh, when he first joined the NBA are going to be a part of that. And they're just trying to help you know, those selected individuals grow overall as players, but overall as, as people. So, yeah, but it's basically it's a, an opportunity of uh, Dame paying it forward to help people uh, as folks helped him. And Marcus Sass is one of the 20 college players uh, and 20 high school players to be part of this. It's uh, about, what, a four-day thing, I think, something like that, roughly? Yeah, August 3 through uh, 7th. So, so five, five, five days. Five days. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for every, everybody to learn to be better on the court and off the court. So congratulations to Marcus for that, and good luck to him. And we're going to talk UH – because I, I got things running into my head here. The guys, I think, well, they may have some women also there at the field of 68. Um, it's old. It's old news. It's new news to me, but it's old. They put out probably the start of this month uh, a buy or sell for as um, Houston Cougars men's basketball team as a national title contender. And the three-man panel one specifically, basically was like, hell yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a legit national contender this, this, this season. James, Andy, you guys first, just reflect on that. The fact that in, what, going into his ninth season, Kelvin Sampson and staff have got the Houston Cougars men's basketball program to a, a national level of relevance to now they are considered a legit contender for a national championship. 
Yeah, it just goes to show what we've uh, talked about, really, <laughs> um, probably since we, we launched Folks Talking Sports, certainly within the past uh, few months, where even looking at what the University of Houston has been able to do, consistency, that's the most important thing, where going back to 2019, they make it to the Sweet 16, they give Kentucky all all they could handle, and, and were, um, I mean, they were right there with them at the very end. And obviously the, the COVID years shuts down the, the 2020 tournament, but then they follow that up with the, the final four run um, in 2021. And last year in the Elite Eight, you know, as, as bad offensively of a performance that they put up there, they were right there with Villanova at the very end. Um, and really... Uh, going back, you you gotta you gotta mention the word that they always mention. That's culture, the culture that the Houston program has been able to establish, where year in and year out, um, it's been that consistency. And now, like we've touched on, now they're starting to get those uh, four star in the case of Jarris Walker, the five star players that they haven't been able to, they haven't had uh, the last couple of seasons, and they've had that success. So now they're they're entering a new level where they have those high quality players coming right out of high school um, in terms of the ranking standpoint. So now there's going to be a lot of expectations where, hey, you guys have been able to do this in the past. So now they're on the national radar and it, it just goes to show of what Sampson has been able to establish. James, how long have you been a, a UA student? And this will be my fourth year. Your first Ooh, year. Jeremy's entering his senior season. Your freshman year at Houston. Chris, you're a uh, Oh, never mind. I think that might be my audio. Yes, no, go ahead. Here at Houston, what uh, what's the success of the men's basketball team? Uh, first, second round, uh, first, second weekend of NCAA tournament, not much. Everyone thought, you know, they'd make it as a middle type seed. Um, then, you know, maybe win a game or two in the tournament and then get knocked out. There wasn't any serious talks about, you know, this team can go all the way. So just your thoughts on your time as a freshman at UH to now the transformation, the evolution of expectations involving men's basketball at UH. Yeah, I'll go back to what Kelvin Sampson's talked about. He's talked about how hard it is to sustain excellence in a program. You can, he's mentioned, you know, how teams can make their runs one year and then don't even make the tournament the next year, things like that. And so we've seen, obviously, each year this, the story always or the main doubt comes from, oh, they lost three, four starters. Where are they going to get these points from? Their best defensive player, their best guy on the boards, whatever. Uh, and every year it's they've seemed to answer that question. And so now I think, I mean, just having having done what they've done just since I've been there, so the past three seasons, um, and then obviously returning a, cal- a star caliber player like Marcus Sasser and then having, you know, one of the high, highest rated recruits in program history and Jairus Walker come in. Um, I think people are starting to believe, you know, now this isn't a fluke. Kelvin Sampson knows what he's doing. Um, they just, they just reload and reload after every year. And so now they're trying finally, especially with the final four being in Houston, I think that also plays a role in some of the, uh, you know, respect they're getting. But I think people are starting to realize it and take the program a lot more seriously than even just, like you said, when I first, uh, Stepped on campus as a freshman. Mr. Gibson, uh, UH and Ohio State played in the NCAA tournament a few years ago. Yep. What, what was the, the thought of UH at that point going into that matchup with the Buckeyes? 
the Buckeyes had they got if they paid attention, they should have easily advanced. But if they didn't, they they fell asleep at the wheel. Houston could get them, and they did. That's what happened. That's what happened. So that thought process then has changed to now. There are people in a national publication, national outlets, who consider Houston's Marcus Sasser as an All-American, Marcus Sasser as one of the best, if not the best, lead guard, scoring guards in college basketball. This just blows me away because I, I remember the James Dickey days, okay? The days when Clyde Drexler spent more time golfing than being head coach. The, the Ray McCallum days as head coach. I mean, we're talking literal, literal dark days of Hall Fines because of the dim lighting, hardly anybody in the building to look at bad basketball. To now covering a team that is a legit contender for a national championship. That blows me away. This takes me back to when I was 11 years old and Five Slam Ajama was, was running through people all over college basketball that's kicking, kicking butt. <laughs> you know, that is 39 years ago, gentlemen. Okay. So I don't know what to do with, <laughs> with, with this newfound expectation for the program. Yeah, being heavy favorites going into the season. I mean, ESPN had them. Joe Lenardi had him as a as one of their one of his number one seeds, and he said that he wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning the national championship. And last year, I think in the Elite Eight, weren't they the betting odds favorites? I know it didn't work out, yeah. but even think of them even getting to that level where Vegas is right. saying, and that and shocked I think- me. I think really what turned it around because, you know, going heading into the tournament, there was a lot of people that were picking um, them as upset picks in the first round. And then they had to play uh, Illinois in the second. And then when they beat Arizona and not only the way they beat Arizona, but to be, you know, being able to pull away late and uh, play their style game. I think that's really what turned, got people's attention. And from that point, from that game, um, they've kind of been cast in a different light. And I, I'm curious to how long it will take Coach Sampson, Coach Kelvin Sampson, to squash this national contender talk. You know, because I'm sure it won't be me, but I'm sure there's going to be a colleague in town. Coach, 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 what are your thoughts on being a ranked number one preseason? Or, or Coach, 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 what are your thoughts about being ranked number three in the preseason? And Coach Kelvin would be like, he won't, he won't use profanity. But it'll come close to it, <laughs> you know. You're like, uh, that, you know, that's preseason. That, that that's for you guys. I don't care about that. We have work to do. My goal is to get this team better in December than November, better in January than December, better February than January, and playing our best basketball come tournament time. He's going to say that. You guys know that. He's going to say that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just waiting for some colleague. Kevin, what are your thoughts about bringing? being ranked number one preseason. I mean, who the hell cares? <laughs> you know, but it's going to be asked. But more Cougar news. Fabian White, I don't know if he signed it, but agreed to an Exhibit 10 contract with the Lakers. So he's, at minimum, we'll be going to training camp for the Lakers. 
get a chance to uh, learn from uh, LeBron and, and AD and and stop. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it. He's already he's already been uh, coached by Russell Westbrook. But that picture that I've seen, Russ was talking, you know, imploring the guy sitting down in front of him. Fabe was kind of like looking around. <laughs> Whatever this man's saying, you know, that kind of expression on his face, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, in the that's, photo. that's, you know, there's the photo. That's my take on it. Like, yeah, whatever, Russ, whatever, you know. But stop it right there. Learn from LeBron and AD and, and hopefully um, learn from AD or learn what not to do about, you know, avoiding injuries and, and things of that sort. But I, I don't want to throw any more rocks at Anthony Davis because you might hurt a bone or sprain an ankle. Wow. Uh, Jeez. To, to you them. hot tonight, bro. Uh, wow. <laughs> but it's good Fave signed an ex- Exhibit 10 contract. For you guys, James and Andy, because I haven't uh, seen it, you know, about it. I've had, I've been pretty much doing other things away from sports um, last few days and weeks. Any news on Taze Moore, Josh Carlson, or... Um, I... Kyler Edwards. I have not heard anything on them, but I just heard um, Justin Gorman. This actually came out a while ago, but he's going to be playing for Israel in 22-23 for, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, the, the Hapel Gilboagaliu, which I'm probably butchering, but it's going to be part of the Israel Basketball Premier League. So he his season starts in September, so he's going to be playing for them in 22-23. I have not heard um, anything on on Edwards Carlton or or more? I need to reach out to uh, Justin Gorm see if I can get him on camera again. So congratulations for him. But Tazi Moore kind of surprised me because main reason because of his athleticism. Yeah. Okay, you can teach basketball skills. I mean, but his athletic abilities is just remarkable especially considering he's had five surgeries on his leg and he's still jumping out the gym, looking like a young Willie Gibson flying through the air. So, you know, <laughs> Oh, we'll could, could we'll get up whenever he was young. Could whenever could. Or you still can. Oh, we need to get Pass- some videos. Pass- Pass- I highlight tapes that we can watch. Hey, see, that's the old man <laughs> stuff again. Hey, <laughs> Well, it's not no. video. We didn't have Is video. it live stream? Right. Do we have the Instagram right. highlights? No. Where we, no. We, we, no. None of that. YouTube shorts? No, we don't have that. We don't yeah. have that. I mean, let's see. When, when I hooped in the playground in the park, we had none of this stuff. So word of mouth and, and where you going to hoop today? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I, I'll say this. My freshman year of college was 1992. So that kind of tells you what kind of footage we had back then. <laughs> So, so, yep, and I graduated from UH in 94. <laughs> so, all my basketball skills, word of mouth is, you know, you get from my friends and the guys who were on the court with me. <laughs> Other than that, it was no cameras, no, no video footage, none of that stuff. You know, you just had to – I was I, – I had some skills. I ain't going to lie. I lock a dude up. You know, I mm-hmm. – I was Tony Allen. I, I put you in clamps, man. You weren't getting nothing on me. And if you did, you got knocked out, you know, pretty much. <laughs> so, but uh, it's a long, long time ago now and too many jump stops on my knees and 
Ooh, I, I can I can tell the weather reports coming based on how my knees feel, man. Cause ooh, man. <clears throat> Back in the day though, I, I was all right on the court. But yeah. Hey, James and I need to build a time machine, go back in time. We need to have a two on two. Or we could have we could have it down. Toss that uh, out there. Will you come two. to Houston? Will you wanna hey man? We can do pick and hey. roll all day on these junctions, man. I can Let's I can go. run a point guard and do pick and roll on. Full court. Full court. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost me there, you know, full court. So, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to have a medic on hand, you know, <laughs> truly. But this has been fun, man. Having fun talking about this. I forgot one of my guys from last night's show, Rocket Show, said that he might chime in and talk some boxing. I haven't seen him come up in the, in the comments, but that's okay. Another time. Will, are you a boxing fan? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I am. <clears throat> Because I know right. the youngsters, they like, they're, not, they're in the UFC. The MMA. MMA yeah. stuff, right? Isn't that right, Andy? You don't like boxing, right? Yeah, MMA, UFC. Um, I know it's not not in the same vein, but there there was some uh, big news that happened on, when was it, on Friday? It's not regarding to MMA, but in the, it's kind of similar. I don't know what if you touch the domestic, uh, domestic man stuff? Yeah, him, uh, what, oh. he officially retired from... Uh, he got out while he could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ahead of him. Translation. They finally got me. Yeah. Let me get ahead of, you know, with a log, you know. So, yeah. Got out of that. But kudos to, to, to wrestling. I'm showing my age again. Because wrestling. when I was 11, 12 years old, wrestling. Yeah, it was wrestling. Okay. Yep. It's evolved into sport, sports entertainment now. It's huge. Kudos to Vince McMahon and, and Jim Ross for 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 making it a TV show, a TV event, so much so that ESPN and The Athletic have people writing about it, writing about WrestleMania as if it's a sport and not entertainment. So salute to them because when I was a kid, I don't know if it's the same for you in Ohio, Will, but Saturday night in H-Town, these kids are still watching Houston wrestling on TV, Man, it was it was it was the thing to be for like a ten to twelve years old. Me and my friends on Monday at school. Man, do you watch wrestling? Used to wrestle on Saturday or the rebroadcast on Sunday. Oh man, this this. this. But that was wrestling because we knew it was fake. Yep. We knew yep. it was fake. Yep. But now they oh, yeah. embrace it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The storyline of the stuff now. Yeah, I mean, I was old school. I watched. I was NWA. Yeah, the NWA. Yeah, WWF. Back then, I was in the, I was the yep. American Dream, Dusty yep. Rhodes, oh yeah, Rock and Roll Express. That was yep. yeah, that was it. That was it for sure. So y'all were y'all were just before uh, the Attitude Era, before you had the New World Order and all that. Y'all were. Oh yeah, I'm, I'll go back to the Four Horsemen, man. Yeah. Four Horsemen. Oh yeah, man. You know, Diamonds up forever. Excellence. Yeah, you know Ric Flair, yeah. young Ric Flair, and I'm sure I'm right. very truly, but it's great, great fun, reminiscent, and all those great things. We're gonna wrap it up. Um. Uh, Will, will the Browns have uh, practice next Sunday? Uh, they will. Let's see. Wednesday, Thursday. Doo, 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 doo. I'm all over the map. I had it up. They're No, they're off. Okay. Here's the name. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ah, see? Yes, Back in the day, man. Yep. I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. Tony, you're showing your age, too. <laughs> So this is this is great. Thank you very much for this stroll up memory lane for this old man. So 
next Sunday, we're going to do another Folks Talking Sports. And hopefully um, we'll have details being, have been finalized for the Terrence Bud Crawford Errol Spence fight that uh, hopefully takes place in Vegas in November. Hopefully that will be finalized. We can discuss that. They're getting close, but it's boxing. So anything can happen in boxing, anything bad can happen in boxing. There's no telling. But James Mueller, how can folks find you and contact you, sir, and follow you in your fine work? What's yeah, you can you right there? follow me on Twitter at uh, JDM2186. And then, as mentioned before, all my uh, work covering regarding UH sports um, is at thedailycougar.com. One more time, James. Okay, uh, as you can see down below, um, JDM2186 on Twitter and then thedailycougar.com. And Mr. Yanez, the man of the TV commercials uh, production now. <laughs> I just I figured out I'm learning a lot of new stuff when it comes to video editing. It's pretty fun, but people can find me on Twitter at Ayanez underscore five. Like the commercial said, like Chris mentioned, uh, be sure to check out Let's Rage Coup starting September 3, 41 days away, the relaunch um, following immediately following the UHUTSA football game and then obviously of course pod slamma jamma wherever you listen to podcasts spotify apple podcast and if you're interested in the youtube video version of it be sure to check it out on clark city control room the clark city control room youtube account and um community impact newspaper as well for Prairieland news that's just just a short list and and our guy our big 10 guy Mr. Gibson, can I, can I say, yes, please. Be, go ahead. Before that, can I just say one thing? I, I got meant to get this out. Shout out to Dublin, Ohio's Abby Steiner of the United States. She ran second leg on the four by one in the World Track Championships last night. Uh, U.S. women beat Jamaica for the gold Upset? medal. Yep. Upset. Upset. So local. Unlike product. the men's team. Uh, we won't say that. All right. They got to learn how to pass the baton. But. Nah, dog. Let me stop. Yeah, let's get one. it started. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, shout out to Abby. She's a, a Dublin's a suburb of Columbus, uh, local high school, uh, ran track here. Dublin Kaufman ran for the University of Kentucky and uh, now is a world champion in the four by one. So, wanted to shout her out. Uh, reach me uh, Twitter, Instagram at Will Gibson7, uh, Facebook at Will Knows, and WTGSports.com. Thank you for that shout out, Mr. Gibson. Very appreciated. See, that's another reason why you're on the show. So to add that insight, uh, I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. <clears throat> Twitter, ZHR Review, HoustonRoundBallReview.com, Houston Round Ball Review on IG, as well as YouTube. You can check our Folks Talking Sports playlist on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel, as well as the Let's Rage Cougs playlist for those shows. The shows will be streaming on the YouTube channel as well as Twitter. The AdMax Corner Football Talk will be on there as well. I meant this and posted it. I told all three of you guys, my my co-hosts, I just pulled it up. Was it Friday night? Well, did a search and and pulled up folks talking sports on iHeartRadio, yeah, on TV on the Roku. So to see that and the the logo. So the does does like our video component aspect come out on the on the platform or is it just audio only? Oh no, it's on YouTube it's as well. But uh I didn't check. You know, I mean we're on YouTube, iHeart, Spotify, Apple. 
So we got audio for you. We got video for you as well. We got you know a lot of things going on, plans going forward. So just keep tuned, keep following us on our individual Twitter accounts as well as at Folks Talk Sports. If you're not a, uh, don't follow us there at Folks Talk Sports. Please do so. We're doing uh, big things. Got big uh, plans for this coming season, football wise and basketball wise. So Tony, thank you for tuning in. D Skills Ace Town, thank you as well for your comments and joining us. Till next Sunday, same time, gentlemen. Works for me. All right, yes, sir. See you next next Sunday, July thirty first. Everybody on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Take care. Peace. <laughs>